Her voice shoulders just slump. He goes, I'm emo. Oh, no. Oh, no. So as you as you look around the inn, everyone is completely staring at Cravoy. And you even see a couple of patrons that are that are sitting down at a table. They kind of like move out of their chairs and go to the bar and just kind of grab a drink and kind of like side eye you and then just go to drinking. He's a can, leather daddy. Can, <laughs> can can you just can we just can, would you mind just saying just say it again? What do I look like? You basically look like I feel like I'm wearing like really I feel like I'm wearing John Wick clothes. Well, Is that accurate at all? Like I'm thinking like like the sort of poofy black like pirate shirt with a with a black tight leather vest. It's a puffy right? shirt. I mean, I'm a Seinfeld goof. That sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get you. I'm more thinking of like a like what kind of like a tight outfit like a rogue would wear, except for all black. Okay. Uh, I think I think the pants are too short though, so they ride up on his ankles a little bit. That's right. You're wearing boots. Nobody knows. If I could, well, I would like to wear shoes where everyone can see it, and there's black socks, so it just looks horrendous. (laughs) That's the only (laughs) thing I would like to have happen. Is that that is my that is my temp death suit? Uh, Is pants are too small? Nope. Nope. I I I am okay with that. (laughs) Prep Prep would not let that happen. He's a fine tailor. You have to look. He's got that inseam. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I. You know what's funny is before when I thought about this whole thing, I was gonna have him do like the whole like measure you (laughs) and that kind of thing, and then bam, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, everything's gonna be. So I look dapper as fuck. You got. Let's say you're gonna have like wing tipped boots. Even. All right. Okay. And my what little in the hair. My I all of a sudden have this like really tight ponytail right pulled back oh of course great that's pulled back and it's tied in this like really fancy like it almost looks like horse hair like uh like a tie or whatever and it's complete black of course and i and of course the the eyeshadow underneath yep okay then what happens <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah people are just staring at you and like like hello you can tell everyone's just like we're not gonna fuck with this guy the kind of thing okay maybe there is a maybe there's a little bit of benefit from this uh, maybe we should just find a table in the corner that that would probably be for the probably best. in a deep corner shadowy corner yep i see one over there <laughs> and Cravoy walks towards a corner table okay all right so as you gentlemen go to sit down you are greeted by someone can I say some stuff to Selenar before, or does this happen right away? No, you can't say anything. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Just be sit down, and I'm just staring at Sel. I'm staring at directly at Selenar. I have no idea what to make of this situation. I am quite befuddled and flustered. I'm beflustered. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not what I was expecting when we walked in here. But look at me. Look at me. You caught a dashing figure. Yeah, fine. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. But how? But what? What am I doing? What do I do? What am I doing? I don't know what I'm. How are we going to tell? Tell what do we tell? Well, Martine probably will be the only one who will understand this. 
I, uh, I just, I'm very concerned. But we have more information now. It is somewhat of an explanation uh, as to what has happened. You, death has transferred at least a portion of her essence to you. So we know at least that now. And But he, he didn't was tell un- me anything about what I'm, how I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. I believe that will be revealed as you accepted the the offer, the second choice. Uh, I believe when the time comes, there will be a feeling, an inkling, a summons even perhaps that takes you to where you need to go. I, His head kind of drops down and he doesn't look at you, but he just says, uh, I say, uh, uh Selenor, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry about whatever burden this is going to lay at our feet and our uh, our sort of our journey to get back home. I don't even know what to say. I'm ashamed. I, the, I don't even know what I'm ashamed of. But this is this is. I don't even know what to say to you. Uh, there's there's nothing to say. This is this is not something that you brought upon yourself. This is. The whim of the gods. They're, you are now a vessel for better or for worse. Um, it, oh. At least with you inhabiting her role, you can ease people along their way in your own fashion. Oh, I didn't really think of it like that. I could really. Okay. All right. I guess. Okay. I could do it my way, is what you're saying. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Roy kind of relax, relaxes a little bit in, in, in the seat, and he, and, he, and he thinks about that for a second. Not really knowing exactly what he's supposed to do or how he's supposed to do it, but yes, yes, Eleanor, yeah, I could, I could do this my way. And he gets lost in thought. Excuse me. It, it's a companion, companionable silence as yes. you sort of yeah. stew into that Selenar just kind of like looks around the crowd assessing threats you know like <laughs> finding all the exits yeah yeah <laughs> born shit all the born shit. i was like yeah. he's john he's born you're john wick boy what's going on here <laughs> we can't we've hijacked your campaign we can't, do, we can't do anything that is just not a movie all right <laughs> So as you, all movies are D and D campaigns. That's true. That is true. <laughs> you know, it's it's just in a different setting. Can't get all. around it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Except we're making this one. We're making. That's right. So as you are kind of surveying surveying everything, it's it's actually pretty pretty busy in there, and you waitress kind of pulls up to you and and says, <sighs> "Greetings. We're a bit busy here today. Uh, are you ready to order? What'll it be?" We have roasted mutton served with sweet onion soup and rolls and chicken and potatoes served with a vegetable stew. Travel fare is hardtack and raisins. For ales, we have a seasonal blonde ale, a bit ditzy, and a bitter dwarf. I mean dwarf bitter. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to step aside for a moment and give you time to make a decision. Okay, right. Greetings. We're a bit busy here today. Um... I don't know, but I think the uh, the dwarf beer sounds good. 
Gravoy turns his head slowly. He goes, I'm sorry, what did you say? I can't help myself. The, the dwarf, you didn't, it's, it's fine. There, there's chicken, <laughs> there's chicken stew and, and uh, blonde ale and a, a dwarf bitter. That was awesome, by the way. I, I like that. Um, yeah, good old Batavards out of you. Helps yeah, me, helps they're great. Me fill, fill in the gaps. They're great, huh? I, I love them. <laughs> uh, I use them for the, uh, yeah. Uh, so Cravoy just says, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> I'll have. A, I'll just have what he's having. Nice. And she says right away, and she uh, goes back to the back and takes a few, just because it's you know plenty busy, and everyone's just kind of you know grabbing a bite here, getting a drink there, and you know after say like five seven minutes, uh, your stuff shows up. So at, as it shows up, I, I, before it shows up, Troy so, has a seminar. Hey, I'm gonna try something stupid, okay. and then and then as the food show, when she's putting the food down and the drinks down, I'm gonna reach for it sort of the same at the same time, and I'm gonna touch her hand, and I'm gonna see if anything happens. Oh no! <laughs> I gotta be the. I have to be the temp death. I need to find <laughs> out what happens. Okay, this is dumb, but I'm. He's doing it because he's he feels empowered by what. Yeah. Selenar nope. said, "Sorry, sounds good. No, so that's sorry. okay. So, um, is this what your your session was going to be about? Is this I'll, what it was? <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say that you know, she starts putting your your food and drinks on the table, and she still has a tray of things that she's going to put down. And you go to touch her hand, and she drops completely dead on the floor, writhing. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my she, god." <laughs> I just love it. I love getting John hooked. <laughs> I love getting Neri hooked in yes. and then pulling the rug. I'm easy. I'm easy. I'm you easy. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> That's right. I'm a doctor. Um, <laughs> no, you go, you go and you touch her hand and you are whisked away into blackness. And then as this blackness comes into your view, it comes out of your view. And you are watching third person from, you're assuming, the waitress's eyes. She is um, kneeling at the foot of a bed. And she you can tell she is crying quite a lot. And you see that she's crying like on the bed, so she's kind of looking at the bed. And she kind of pulls herself up from the foot of that bed. And uh, this waitress, you can tell she's kind of wiping her tears away. And she's looking at at the person that's in this bed. And it is an elderly woman that is laying in this bed. And one, uh, one side of her face, the right side of her face, is almost looks like it is made out of concrete it it's very it's very dark it's very like gray looking it's it looks like it's cracking it does it looks like half of her body is actually made out of cracking concrete and she you can see you can tell that this woman is gasping for air and she's reaching out to this this waitress and she goes and she grabs this elderly person's hand and as she goes to grab the hand she doesn't realize that she grabbed the hand that is the side that's 
that looks like the concrete and crumbling and she goes to hold the hand and you could tell she's trying to grab it tightly with passion and the hand crumbles away like when you know when someone takes a hand and they take a leaf and they kind of crumble it into nothingness and the the uh, breathing of the elderly woman quickens and the waitress calls out no no mother no and as she says that uh, you can see more of the of the other side of her body starts to turn that concrete look and her forearm starts to melt away it goes up to her elbow it goes up to her into her shirt and she just kind of melts away and the waitress kind of put, waitress puts her head in back into the into the bed and just cries you know in a, a sadness fit and you are pulled back into the bar and she snaps awake looks directly into your eyes and pulls her hand away and as she's doing that the other part of her tray falls to the floor breaking the food and the drinks that were with that were on it and she stares at you and she can't think of anything to say and she backs up and she runs out of the out of the inn okay how does Cravoy feel in that moment as far as what he just saw because i know before it was kicking his ass but knowing what he knows now do i have any sort of further insight as i sort of did that intentionally um i would say that i think that's a good question i think that because you have taken this mantle of of temp temp death basically yes you have you have this insight of like you know death is imminent it's something that's you know it comes for us all and even though you see it as a bitter truth you also see it as a an end to pain an end to suffering you see it as as you know obviously this this woman was suffering and now this suffering is put to rest i think the thing that probably kind of hurts you the most is the fact that you've kind of had to you to in order to live this out and to experience what is happening here you've made this waitress relive the worst part, the worst day of her life. Yes. That, that feels bad. Was there ever, an, uh, was there an instant where was, was there? So let me just, rather than ask a, a, a half-baked question, let me just tell the intent. My intent was to try and figure out if, if I did this on purpose, was there some sort of effect I could have in that moment? upon that situation do I, did, did Cravoy feel like there was any sort of extra like oh I could have done something to alleviate anything is that if that makes sense you know what why don't you I roll, rather, why don't like you roll an insight for me I'd love to do this I like that idea why don't you roll it with advantage just because I, I love that question 
Uh, insight. Oh, plus four, mommy. Oh, not great. Fifteen. I mean, that. Uh, that's not. I didn't mean to say that's not great. I was hoping for higher, but uh, a 15. that's actually not great. I'm not. No. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, I think that. I think that you realize that if you were in control of the scene, if you were able to make yourself aware in the scene that was unfolding when this whole scene shook out in front of you that you would be able to maybe put a little bit more of a piece of something into her mind that says this this is actually better this is a better ending for her than what could have happened she could have lived longer, you know, who knows how long it would have this disease or whatever she had could have spread and could have what kind of torture she could have lived longer. You could have maybe planted a seed there, but because this is something that is fairly new to you, you don't realize that you couldn't have done it at the time, but that's the only thing that you see that maybe you could have done in that moment. Okay. So there's, so there's, there's progress at least in the fact that, Oh fuck. I, I should, I could have had an effect. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Yeah. And it, it, and it says a lot because like, again, you just basically got these powers. So like to be able to glean that insight, like right away, that's saying a lot. Would it be fair to say that it occurs to Cravoy that he could have had an effect on her grief if I was able to be there at the time? No, I think... Or is it more of a... Well, I think it... I think with that insight, I think that you... Yeah, if you were there in that actual moment, then maybe you could have helped soften the blow, I guess. Okay, perfect. Meanwhile, Selner's like, "Oh, th- that's that's my fault. I'll, I'll get like he like scuttles down, and, like starts picking up like broken crockery and shit." And nope, nope, that's great. Doctor feels terrible about this, but Cravoy is kind of just like staring at his hand while Selner's doing this. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to deflect so like no one tries to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. murder us. Yep. No, that's great. <laughs> I was I was wondering if you were gonna have somebody uh, or if somebody was gonna address the fact that there's shit all over the place. Um. So. Someone, someone that's behind the bar, a little bit older of a gentleman, kind of comes by and says, "Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. I didn't." <clears throat> oh, talking to talking as a prep there, boy, really ruined my voice for this whole episode. Cool. <laughs> uh, he's he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about what happened here. She's been very, she's had her mind on a lot lately. I'm so sorry. Her her." mother just passed i am so sorry oh uh, no let, no I, let me let sorry. me let me get you some more what do what do we have here let me get let me get it's on me don't worry about this i'll get i'll get you some more brew i'll get you some more food you sit tight the gentleman is kind of picking stuff up and has the train is about to back away sees uh Cravoy kind of at the side of his eye and he kind of like flinches a little bit and then kind of backs up and then walks back and then I reach out and grab his hands. I'm only kidding. (laughs) Nope, don't do it. The old man dies right in front of (laughs) you. Has a heart attack. Uh, What happened? I I I saw I saw it I saw it all. I saw. Yeah. Yep. 
but listen, I did it on purpose. And I don't know if I know, I don't know what, if it almost felt like I could have helped if I was there, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because that's in the past. I don't know. I'm very, I'm still very confused. I'm fighting a lot of urges right now to go find her, but that's not going to work out. I don't think that. mm, Yeah, this is very, a lot has happened sort of in the last few minutes. (laughs) I'm just going to, let's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And let's just eat and, and then go do whatever. I don't even know. Well, you're, you're feeling what, what you just felt now may be part of the intuition that you are developing in regards to this new station. So you feel like perhaps you could have helped, but maybe what that means is that when you are summoned, if that is what it is, that you will then be able to affect some, not change because you are to do death's job, but the ability to ease that passing for maybe both the person who will move on and also for those who remain. God, Roy considers that for, for a moment and uh, his eyes kind of get wide and he says, I, uh, I don't feel as bad about this as I did uh, 10 minutes ago. It is not a great situation, but if someone has to do the job, then you are a fine choice. Uh, that snaps Cravoy out of his little trance, and he just he stares at uh, Selenar for a minute and just nods and you know what he, you know what he yeah he he like reaches up to like you know grab the back of your wrist and he like clears the table and then he kind of like you know balls his hand up into a fist and then like just puts it on the table and he sags a little bit because yeah i it's actually sort of between us now kind of you know what i think that lingers for a few minutes like this weird realization all of a sudden that yeah, I think that lingers for for a few minutes, and uh, just a re- this this realization that it's different in a way that I just I probably I, until I get a, a handle on whatever the fuck this ends up being, there's going to be that barrier. Mm-hmm. Oh man, hey, fuck death. Am I right? Like, what the hell? What is she? What was that? What is this? She chose Cravoy. It's weird that you speak about yourself in the third person. Is this a new <laughs> and in a different accent? <laughs> so, 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 so that moment goes, and then uh, uh, Cravoy says, uh, "I Cravoy says I, I can't help but wonder uh, with all of this, with, with this responsibility, I guess, what I could uh, do." Once I get my, once I fully get my mind wrapped around what exactly it is, because I got nothing from death, just this thing. Or I can see people's 
grief in their past. And now it's like, there's like a doorway that I can't find that I should be able to open. Uh, but he did. He did say that, didn't he? Uh, not his name wasn't Prep. He did say that it, I would be summoned. Right? Didn't he say that? He said something like that. Yeah. That, that, I mean, this is just my speculation. I, I believe he did say that. Perhaps with time, I would assume that to rid yourself of death's incarnation uh, will be no small task. Uh, perhaps the longer that this goes on, you may be able to control this ability. Uh, perhaps uh, a simple touch without your intention will no longer trigger it. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be a great thing to learn how to learn how to do. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you this though, I didn't feel the same sort of despair this time, probably because I was expecting it and I actually was seeking it out. Uh, I, uh, I wanted it that time, but I didn't, uh, I didn't fall victim or I didn't fall sort of helpless to it. Maybe a matter of intention. Yeah. A matter of intention. Kind of like with the uh, raps there. Yes, indeed. Similar. Huh. Strange. It's strange the parallels we we <laughs> we run across in our our quest to just get home. Life and he takes a strange takes a swig of ale. <laughs> this is crazy, right? So Selenar, this is crazy, right? Like how do we 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 go to we go to hell? We I what even is this? What, what? It's 10 years later? I, I, I do not know. I've seen uh, many things in my travels, but the world uh, still amazes and astounds, even someone as old as me. Oh, you're spry. It's still, no, you're not old. You've got ways to goes. Ways to goes? Ways to goes. I'm sticking with that. Uh, we have many miles till we return home. Indeed, that is for sure. All right. Hey, this chicken's pretty good, though, right? Is that what we got? What is this? It's quite tasty. Yeah, it's some good chicken. I'm going with chicken. As you touch the chicken, you see it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God! Everything you touch, you see see it's death. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel all of the feathers being plucked. Man, humans are great. As it it looks to its left and sees its other friends. Yes. Oh, well, you know what? I take take it all back. (laughs) Is that Gladiator when he does that? Freedom. No, no. that's um, Highlander. Brave, Braveheart. (laughs) Braveheart. Yeah, the Highlander. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Highlander. God, those movies are so awful, but I love them so much. Yeah. There can be only one, baby. (laughs) Always. You guys uh, have a nice, nice meal after horrific things happen. You guys are full up on your. On some, some ale and some food, you still have options if you'd like. You still have uh, the market if you wanted to grab anything for later. There is um, basically kind of a 
good store where you could find weapons and or gear, anything like that? Selenor, so uh, assuming, you know, we may sit for a while and digest and have another beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when we eventually make our way down to the market, um, Selenor would like to find a nice pair of sheepskin gloves, something not super thick, you know, something thin, you know, almost like a pair of driving gloves kind of thing. Yeah. So that. So that when you accidentally touch Kervoy, you don't have to have show him all the deaths that have happened. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not not even accidentally, but but it, it sort of has, you know, created this space between us. And, and and neither like they shared a moment and like neither one of them likes that. So yeah. So I was gonna do what he can to sort of break that down. Yeah. You know, even if something as simple <laughs> as a pair of gloves. No, that's perfect. And you do, you find the perfect pair. They're, they're sleek, they're, they're thin, but also out of a, a hefty material too. So it doesn't look like they'd rip or tear or anything like that. It only costs you two gold. It's, they're very cheap. Yeah, okay. But you can tell that woman behind the little stand or whatever, that when you're looking for those gloves, you can tell she eyes the belt that you're wearing and you can tell that she's giving you a, a deep discount. And, and he's like, are, are you sure that seems like such a, a pittance to pay for craftsmanship such as this? And she says, oh, dearie, don't you worry. For what your kin has done for lust, this is a small price to pay for the favors of one so caring and so uh, sweet <laughs> as Martine. And, and, you know, he, he bows deeply. He's like, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, she says, you're very welcome. Um, so go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, as they sort of like walk away, Selenar kind of shrugs and says to her boy, like, I don't know. He must deliver goods here. I mean, he is a pirate. He, yeah. Is perhaps uh, he supplements their uh, normal income, and he kind of winks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that's necessarily bad, you know. Hey, how much for this baby Bjorn? Kroy <laughs> <laughs> wants a baby Bjorn to put Skridfried in. Okay, I'm going to say that. Let's kind of backtrack on that <laughs> because. I'm gonna say when you when you put because uh, I was I've been thinking about this a lot actually I think that when you decided to put Squidfried on your shoulder, uh, Squidfried kind of took this weird position like when you see like you're playing like an old school video game and you see like one of the, like someone has like a familiar or like something mm. something that they equip themselves that is something like that it kind of floats above your shoulder. Okay. And it kind of, you know, almost bobs like it's actually in water, but it's not in water. Wait, is it is it not like a waxy? It still is like a, it looks like something that had been sewn into a squid. But I, huh. I think I've said this before. It, it looks like it has some kind of life to it. Yes. But no, it hasn't spoken to you. It hasn't done anything. It's 
you can tell it's there's just something about it that is there with you. Cool. All right. So it's swimming next to me at all. I like that better. Yeah. Never mind. I don't need this. <laughs> and and when and when he touches it, he sees through the squid's eye cravoy as he pulls him oh, from no. the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then puts him up against puts the, him against the, that box and it <laughs> destroyed from existence. It's it's, wa- it's waiting until it can have his head. <laughs> That's why it's floating on you because it doesn't yeah. want to come in contact with you. At uh, all. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> no. <sighs> <laughs>